0: Welcome to the Check Your Six podcast. Join your hosts, Air Force veterans Craig Lyson and Tim Proctor, as they continue their conversation about the challenges of small business ownership, as well as information, tips, and guest speakers, all designed to help you navigate the potential stormy weather that is small business. And now, here are your hosts, Craig and Tim.
1: Hello. Hello. Are you over there? Are you? I don't see you. Are you still there? Sounds like that. Did you ever watch Good Morning Vietnam? Oh, God, Robin yes. Williams. That that was played when fantastic. I think we were in. Yeah, it was probably playing when we were in. <laughs> One of the characters does the little hello, Louis. Anyways. Has nothing to do with anything that we have going on. How are you doing today?
2: I'm doing fantastic. I'm so glad that
1: we're here today. And we're breathing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I um, love breathing. <laughs> I love you know, breathing is good. Yes, breathing is good. Well hey, Mr- wait, wait a minute. Everybody we bring on here is like 20 or 40 years younger than me. <laughs> they are. A lot of people are younger, except for Ken Countess. I think he was old. I'm going to throw him <laughs> under the bus here, Ken Countess, Countess Group. Um, how you doing, man? Doing
2: I'm doing good? fantastic. Hey, you heard everything that our, our podcast is increasing, which uh, we're really thankful for everybody uh, reaching out to us and listening. Uh, Every Everybody that we do have on our podcast, it's all educational to learn about what they do and help your business on the outside. Hopefully.
1: Hopefully. We picked up a few here and there, and so we're getting there. So, long as you are, Craig, with?
2: Well, if you know me, don't you know my business? I mean, you can nope. say it.
1: I'm not going to do it. Okay. Well, I'm with uh,
2: Vets Growth, and uh, you can reach me at 407-754-5779. Don't worry about the email. Uh, the website is... Uh, <laughs> What is the website? I don't it's, know. Uh, it's called Age. It's called www.vetsgrowth.com, and
1: I would recommend utilizing that more than anything else because you're going to get a lot of knowledge. Powered by, who was it created by? Same people that created our website, created Kiss website. Me? Yeah. <laughs> you mean, uh, what's that What's
2: that gentleman's name? He's a lot younger than us. He's in his 20s. We're in our 60s. Gerald. With? My website. Spot. Spot.
1: Yeah, okay. Now that we've ex- now that we've extracted that tooth out of there. Um yeah, I'm Tim Proctor with GRP Studios 407 862 and I am really glad to have in for episode number 70, Natalia Bailey. Natalia Bailey Consulting. Our theme for today is powerlifting consulting. It's all about the power, and that's going to make sense Very here nice. in about 5 minutes. So I like yeah. That. you Like that? <laughs> yeah. Natalia, welcome today, and thanks for coming in and chatting with us a bit on the on the podcast.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Well, you're welcome. so let's start off with your contact information. How can people get a hold of you first?
0: Well, I'm Natalia Bailey. The best way to get a hold of me is email. That's my name, Natalia at NataliaBailey.com. And I'm gonna spell it because it's not a common spelling. Uh, yeah, it's not. <laughs> I
1: spell, when I spell it in the computer, it says yeah. no, wrong, wrong, wrong. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yep. So that's N-A-T-H-A-L-I-A Bailey B-A-I-L-E-Y. And again, Natalia at Natalia com. If you speak Spanish, I always like to say Natalia con H, <laughs> with an H. <laughs>
1: there you go. We've had now bilingual on the program. Yeah. Hey, we know oh, we know Spanish it. now. <laughs> uh, we don't know Spanish, but we could probably learn. Yeah. Christy, the young lady you met, Christy, she works yeah. here at GRP Studios. We do a lot of work with the Catholic diocese. Yes, and we do Spanish and English versions. And you said you saw some of the the uh, OCA yeah. videos. Yeah, they, that we've they done. made me cry like Good. you intended. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yatzee. Yeah. Yeah. The whole point for doing videos, looking for empathy, is make you cry so you donate money. Yeah. That's what nonprofits want. <laughs> they want you to, to make you cry, make you feel empathy, because then you connect better with. But Absolutely. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. So,
0: And also, people can also reach me on social media. Yep. And so I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And my handle, you can just search my name again, Natalia Bailey. Mm-hmm.
1: Tell me a little bit about yourself before people. What the heck does it have to do with powerlifting, consulting? <laughs> you are a powerlifter. That's Oli- what you do. Yep. Olympic style powerlifting. Style. Yep. I'm an Olympic style watcher. <laughs> does that work?
0: Yeah. Really? You lift yeah. weights? Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. you go in the military, they could use people like you. Yeah. Uh, Olympic. About that. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are, and but also about this thing you do with lifting, which is pretty yeah. cool.
0: Yeah. Okay. Let me see how I can tie that together. So I'm. So I'm originally from here, from Orlando, and I went off to California to college, Stanford University, graduated there with a degree in human biology, focusing on exercise and nutrition. And so I'm an Olympic style weightlifter. I started that in college. That is one of my passions for sure. Should I just say how much I lift, since you're probably going to ask? Go ahead, ask? <laughs> Yeah, we want to know.
1: We probably Don't together People always can't lift ask it. Me. So, yes, so, please.
0: So, with that, I did reach national level. Uh Record is 81-kilogram snatch, 103-kilogram clean and jerk, 145-kilogram back squat, and you know, pounds is uh, to k- translate to that to pounds. It's the kilograms times two point two, so about 220, 225 pounds clean and jerk. Anyway, those are my numbers. Everybody always asks. Hey I, man, I, I, what, I can wow. match
2: it. I'm carrying about two hundred pounds right now.
0: Uh, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> got two, we've, we got two hundred twenty, but I could not lift myself over my own head. So, <laughs> but that, and yeah. that was one of the things that when we first met years mm-hmm. ago, and you helped us redo our kids, kids and Supporter soldiers yes. website. One of the really cool things was you did this, and it just—it's uh-huh. not something people would maybe look guess at that you're mm-hmm. Olympic-style powerlifter, yeah. which is very cool. She yeah.
2: looks more like a model. Oh. she <laughs> does, you yeah. know. And they,
1: then then she comes and goes. Hey, you mean lift it up? For you? no, don't no. touch it. I'm a man. So if somebody needs help lifting, you know, I tell my wife, mm-hmm. I'm here to kill bugs, lift heavy things, <laughs> and do other odds and ends around the house. So you can yep. basically say that now to your boyfriend, your you're soon-to-be husband, yes. which you're getting married fairly soon. Congratulations. Yes, thank you. The date is yeah. going to be?
0: February 18th. February 18th. Just locked 18th. it down last week. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so I graduated, obviously, in human biology, right? And uh, as we will talk about today, I am, an, I am a marketer. So how did I get from being a... From bio, human biology major to here. I was working in personal training and coaching for a couple of years out of school. And I was in Silicon Valley still. And I think that the startup, the tech startup bug just got me. <laughs> I was in the area and I started working for a startup. And in startups, they expect you to do a lot of everything. I was in business operations, but I quickly gravitated to our customer communications The very first week, my boss realized I was great at editing and writing our Help Center articles, and so I took that over. I took over our email marketing and our customer support. From there, I decided I wanted to learn some hard technical skills because the people in Silicon Valley who really get paid are those who know the technical skills, (laughs) and so I learned web development. Okay. From there, started freelancing in web development and email marketing and blogging. That's how my consultancy was born, and that's how I met you, Tim.
1: Wow. So, but you used your degree to do one sort of thing. That's Mm -hmm. kind of another side of your life. Yeah. But then, did you teach yourself how to write? Did it come naturally to you? How did you develop the skill set for content writing?
0: That's such a good question. I have always been a writer my whole life. I wrote a ton in college. And I've always loved intellectual challenges. I've always loved writing and reading. And so that's a part of me that never went away. And so I just tapped back into that after a few years of coaching and personal training.
1: Yeah, I, I got, nothing. got nothing for that. <laughs> so in a nutshell, what is, you know, we could, you could be NBC. What yeah. is NBC?
0: Yeah, Natalia Did, Bailey can I like can that. Can
1: you get away with that? Yeah, no, yeah. No,
0: I, I, I call myself NBC often. There you go. Yep. So
1: in a nutshell, what is it that you provide?
0: So I help business owners who run successful businesses. They're t- they've typically been in business 10 plus years, so they know what they're doing, but they just can't keep up with their online marketing consistently, and they want it done right. So that's where I come in. I come in and I learn about them, their business, their ideal customers, and we find new ways to continue growing their message online so that they can keep running their business in real life.
1: <laughs> how are you different? And we've had some people in here that have talked about online marketing. How are you different? I'm going to I know one way you're different, mm-hmm. but how are you different?
0: I know that the clients I work with, the business owners I work with, I like to call them influential leaders with magnetic personalities and powerful visions. That's just, that, that's the kind of person that I realize do I, need that to I have Google, been working with. Do I need to Google I that? I think, yeah, we, <laughs> Wow. okay. And, and for example, that's the type of person I think you are, Tim. See, I see your face yep, there. Yep. But most of my clients, they don't see themselves that way. They don't think that they're that powerful but they are in their business. They, I know that they are core to their business. And so for me, the most important part of our marketing is really bringing out their expertise, the value that they provide to their customers on a day-to-day basis. They do it in person all the time. Their customers love them, but it's about bringing that out online and sharing those messages in a persuasive way that's going to really touch people at their hearts, and in their minds and persuade them to say yes to taking action with that business owner's business.
1: And we're going to talk about some other things from your page in the second segment. Uh-huh. But you came in and sat down for about supposed to be 30 minutes or an hour. Yep. But you came in and you sat down and you asked a ton of questions that I was not expecting you to ask. You know, some of them are personal and you can even say if you're not comfortable answering this, yeah. don't worry about it. So why the depth of your questioning? It's not just a few questions about what are your goals, blah, blah, blah. Why the depth and what do you do with all of that stuff that you ask?
0: I'm glad you asked. The reason I came in to come interview you was for market research for NBC, for Natalia Bailey Consulting, because I am currently in the process of rebranding and rewriting my website which is something I often do for clients, I'm making the shift to specialize in email marketing primarily. And so I realized I need to get to know my ideal clients better, just like my clients often need to get to know their ideal customers better. And so I've been doing this market research with you. And so we were supposed to talk for an hour. You're right. We ended up talking for about three hours. Well, (laughs) and that was my
1: fault because we had somebody come in that we had to take care of, but still. And
0: that's totally fine. Like, if you're happy with it, I was so thrilled to talk to you for that amount of time because the reason that I go into depth about who you are, what your business is... What you want in business. Like, I'm asking all of these questions so that I can really get in your heads and I can understand the words that are running through your head all the time. And using that material, uh, that's often called voice of customer. Using that voice of customer data, I'm able to write a persuasive website, persuasive marketing materials that are really gonna speak to you so that you think, man. She is inside my head.
2: <laughs> so that's <laughs> a scary thought. So yep. <laughs> to turn it a little bit here to the left, mm-hmm. did you do a business plan for your business?
0: A business plan. I do marketing strategies for my business. Mm-hmm. And so the and, and this research is part of the development of that marketing strategy.
1: Well, I, I think That's what nice. you're asking is, did you sit down and develop a plan that says Natalia Bailey Consulting is going to be this, and you you put into, you write a business plan for that, uh-huh. which you, and you may or may not have done, which uh-huh. not a big deal, but we tell, usually tell people, if you, if you go to SCORE, uh-huh. SCORE over there at Fashion Square Mall is great at helping small business owners set their small business. Uh-huh. First thing they ask is, give us a business plan. Yeah. Some do, some don't, and some that don't have one, they say, well, you need to come back with a business plan. But you haven't done that, and that's fine, but you're doing marketing.
0: I think that my mar- my marketing strategy and the marketing strategy that I do for my clients, it's based on our business goals. So certainly I have business goals. And so the marketing strategy really is, look- is looking at, okay, how are we going to reach out to potential customers Get old customers back. How are we going to lay out our marketing across all platforms in support of these business goals? And so that takes into account the website, right? The social media profiles, the email marketing strategy. And how are we going to, how often are we going to communicate on these platforms? What are we going to say on these platforms? And how is that all going to create a cohesive customer journey so that somebody can go from, First meeting you, first seeing your website or seeing you on social media, whatever it might be, to becoming part of your email list and then becoming your customer, right? It's it's the the classic marketing journey of attract them, engage them, and convert them.
1: i
2: never heard that. But- I, I use the six R's and they're, it's all six tied in together. Yeah. So it's just that there's – I do a lot of reading. I've only got 23 years in sales and marketing, but I was coached. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, – you know, when you do your target marketing, you got to really get facing it. But this young lady here has got it going on. You, she if you, she does. if you see her energy, this is the
1: person you want to be working for. I had that energy 40 <laughs> years ago. So, you know. Is it time to take a nap? It's almost time to take a oh, nap. I,
0: I take naps. I need uh, them. Oh, naps to are the best invention ever. So,
1: well, we're going to come back in on the second half and talk about some other stuff, some questions we didn't get to the first half, and we'll be right back.
0: Stay tuned, the guys will be right back with more on how to check your suits.
2: I'm Craig with Vets Growth, also known as Veterans Business Alliance. We specialize in advertising, consulting, marketing, and public relations. Vets Growth is all about persistence, inspiration, innovation, and strategy. Your success is my passion. Contact me by phone at 407-754-5779. Vet's Growth, the power of one network.
1: All right, we are back with the second half of the Power Lifting Consultation episode number 70 with Natalia Bailey in the house. It's all about power. And wow. I was going to i was gonna do the, you know, I've got the power audio, but I just oh, didn't, I love feel like, I didn't feel like pulling that up. I'm just <laughs> don't, lazy. Don't use
2: my motto name. It's got power in it too.
1: Okay. <laughs> well, good to be back again, Natalia. Thanks for hanging around for the second half. Give everybody your contact information right. one more time.
0: Right. It's my email, natalia at nataliabailey.com. That is spelled N-A-T-H-A-L-I-A at N-A-T-H-A-L-I-A-B-A-I-L-E-Y.com.
1: All right. We can remember that.
0: And social media, Natalia Bailey. Just look me up with my name on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram.
1: I want to go back a couple of steps. You mm-hmm. call yourself an orchestrator. What do you mean by that?
0: I loved that you pulled that out. I really do. So the orchestrator is, I realized it's my identity because as an orchestrator, I am the person who can handle for you, for for my business owner clients, the big picture plan, right? Whenever I start with a client, I always come up with what is the strategy, and I developed that by first interviewing my clients in an onboarding call. We sit down for about two hours. As, as you know, I go in depth and we learn everything there. I learn everything there is to know about them, what they want in their business, what they do well with their business, who their ideal clients are. And we often find who they, their ideal clients are simply by talking about who some of their favorite clients or customers are. And so we go into that and then I get to know their customers. I do interviews with about five to 10 of their customers and it's all about learning who they are, what they do for fun, what they pay attention to, what their problems are, what their desires are, and then what is it that convinced those customers to do business with my clients So we come up with a strategy and we lay out from there what's our plan. So I develop that big picture plan. But also as an orchestrator, I handle those little details. I handle the – what are we writing right like what are the perfect words that we're writing what is the content we're putting out there so I can handle both and I know that for my clients as business owners they're really busy people very talented busy people running a whole business they don't have time or the knowledge to handle the, mar- the day-to-day marketing so I'm going to orchestrate that for them while they're running their business that's what that means.
1: So do you then help a business that might have a marketing person and they're just, actually, you know, I'm going to go half a step backwards because mm-hmm. you talked about interviewing a client's mm-hmm. customers, yes. their their customers. Do they get surprised when you say, hey, I'd like to talk to some of your clients mm-hmm. to find out, A, are you solving their pain points? Yeah. Are, right? you, far, are you solving their problems? What are they? What feedback are you getting from the clients? What works? What doesn't work? What mm-hmm. they what they'd like to see? Yeah, is that unique? Do do clients look at you and say, "Why do you want to talk to my customers?"
0: Yeah, that, that's a good question. I always think that my clients are gonna be surprised in that way and just say, "Why? What, what's the point?" But my my clients are so sweet. They they get they're actually really excited about it. Uh, one of my most recent clients, a gym owner out in Palo Alto, California. He he had been doing a little bit of marketing research on his own, um, trying to get things together. And he sent me so many of his customers for me to interview. And really the, the biggest benefit he felt he got at the end of our work together, even though we did an email marketing campaign together and everything, he felt that the biggest benefit he got was learning more about his customers and being able to speak better to them on his own based on the research I did.
2: Do you you sign, like, a no-compete clause? No. You don't?
0: No. Or or you want why?
2: No, I think because, like, here you are in marketing. If you go to another company, they want to make sure that you're not taking their clients away from them and maybe using it for another client.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I see what you're saying. You're saying if I go to, you know, Joe Smith's company and I interview all of his customers, Uh, am I then going to looking to kind of pilfer some of his customers? For your next client. But— Oh, I I see what you're saying. Wow, that's really around. I didn't even think about that. About taking those customers that work with Joe's roofing and you get another roofer that you're going to take some of the... That would be kind of...
0: That would be pretty sleazy. That would be really sleazy. People do that all the time because
1: um,
2: it's like uh, I'm working with a client right now and and the first thing I said, well, let's sign a no-compete. Yeah. Just
1: to protect their interests and my interests.
0: Yeah, yeah. I might add that for sure. I never
1: thought about that. But I would imagine when you go out there and you talk to those customers of your client, Yeah. The feedback they get, maybe it may help them change their business to do better, to Mm -hmm. market better what they need to do. That's probably one of the things. What are you different with NBC? This is one of the things that's different. I've never heard a marketing person say, I talk to your customers Mm -hmm. about who you are. I've never heard that.
0: Yeah, And I think that part of that difference is because I am a conversion copywriter. And so I know a lot of business owners don't know specifically what conversion copywriting is but the copywriting process as opposed to simply being a writer who comes up with something pretty to say it really is data based and so and it's based on psychological persuasive principles and so for me the more research that i get the better and so that's a key difference there too
1: you share a lot of information on your website you have blog you do a blog and you do that where do you get the blog items from? Is that something you say, that's an interesting article. I mm-hmm. want to share that. Do you add your own spin onto mm-hmm. that blog or what do you do with it?
0: So you mean, how do I come up with my content yeah. in general? Big level strategy. I identify what themes I want to hit in a given month, a given week. That's the that's always the ideal is that, that strategy and plan I start off with. And so I will think about what My ideal types of clients are struggling with what common misbeliefs that they kind of mm, fall prey to. That might be strong fall prey to, but, you know, there's a lot of common misconceptions out there that are holding business owners back. And so I think about that and I address that. And then on the other end, the more spontaneous side of things is I'll be having a conversation, for example, with you, Tim, or with another business owner, or I just see something and it, it reminds me of something that people struggle with or something people need to know. And then I, I speak to that as well.
1: You talked about being on social media. We know mm-hmm. it's very important now for, for most companies mm-hmm. to be on social media. Can you overexpose yourself on social media? And what I mean by Mm -hmm. that, not what you might think, Greg, but what (laughs) I mean by that is I've seen some people on either Facebook and or mostly on Facebook, and I I don't do a whole lot of Facebook anymore, but I do it for the business Mm -hmm. side. But I see 15 posts or 20 posts in a day, and after a while, it's like, (laughs) I don't need to see that motivational quote again. Can you overexpose yourself on all of your social? Unless you're the Kardashian, can you overexpose yourself on social media?
0: Yeah, and that is such an interesting question to me because I don't think I've thought of that side before. Simply because most of my clients are very much underexposing themselves <laughs> and and not posing enough, uh, posting enough, right? And so overexposure, I'll, I'll say you really you only need to post. One time a day on the weekday. People are on social media. <laughs> this is why I always say people are on social media when they're not supposed to be. Yep, <laughs> they, they are, of course. The the most popular times are Monday through Friday at like ten A. M. or three PM. Everyone should be at work. I, <laughs> I, I don't know why everyone's on social media then, but oh, I'll
1: tell you why it's called <laughs> retirement. You're gonna learn when you get my age. No, nah, it's <laughs> it's people with a uh, retirement, I don't know if they're on social media, but you're right. All the traffic seems to be during the day yep. when they're out on the weekends doing stuff with their kids mm-hmm. or with their spouse or whatever. But yeah, that traffic is going when you're supposed to be at work
0: yeah. working, yeah. right? Yeah.
1: Goodness gracious. So you talk about site traffic and lead generation through online publicity, and we just mm-hmm. talked a little bit about that. Integrated marketing, what do you mean by those terms and then how do they apply to Joe Average business owner when you talk about site traffic and lead generation? Mm Because people start talking in marketing, they start using all these fancy terms about SEO and lead generation and funnel and tunnel and munnel and whatever. Yeah. What do you mean by those terms?
0: Yeah, I'm so glad you asked. And in general... I try to stay away from lingo terms as much as I can. I try to break things down because I know that the average business owner, you're not a marketing ex- expert, so you're not supposed. I mean, you should know what that is. That's why I want to. That's why I want to educate my my potential clients. But you're not supposed to be the expert. So I. So I'll go ahead and, and give the spiel then here. Integrated marketing is. What Kind of what I talked about of coming up with a marketing strategy that addresses all platforms, all places that your potential customers might interact with you, and making sure that the message you push out on those platforms, your branding, is consistent. It's consistent with your voice, your tone, and who you are. And... Integrated marketing means making sure that all those platforms are working together to guide your potential customer on the journey to becoming your actual customer. It's it's a simple concept, but a lot of businesses don't do that. A lot of businesses aren't – they're just posting every now and then, bla- yep. email blasting every now and then, and they're not thinking about how does this all come together to guide someone. So that's integrated marketing. I'll go ahead and break down a standard marketing sales funnel, which is what I typically work with. And that's going to, I'll talk about some of the other terms there. So the way that I recommend that my clients create a customer journey is you start with a lead magnet. So a lead magnet is a juicy piece of content, something that is going to draw new leads into you, into your business, right? Right. And from that lead magnet, you want to – and a lead magnet is also something you offer them in exchange for their email addresses, for them signing up for your email list, right? So if, if you ever downloaded a PDF guide of something and you had to give your email address for it, that's a lead magnet. From there, you're going to go ahead and send them an automated nurture email sequence. And so that is an automated sequence of about, let's say, three to five emails that are educating that new subscriber on who you are, what you can offer them, and convincing them to buy from you. So how do you get people into that funnel that starts with the lead magnet? That is where site traffic and lead generation come in. Site traffic is what SEO does. SEO is search engine optimization. That is essentially making Google happy (laughs) so that you show up on the page one uh, of search search results when people are searching for a business like yours. And so that's how you're going to get more people on your site. That's how you're going to increase your site traffic is through SEO. Other lead generation uh, methods include social media. When you post on social media, you want to have a call to action, CTA. You always want to have a call to action for that person to check you out on your website or sign up for your email list or just share and like your stuff. And so that's another way you're generating leads as well as blogging. You're posting content out there and you're going to generate leads through that too so there's there's all sorts of ways right marketing is multifaceted there's a ton of different things you could be doing but it's all about bringing that together it's it's
2: hitting hitting the right subjects because there's so much out there like i was on my site all this week and so many people shoot me all these blogs and i read the first line doesn't appear go on to the next Uh there's a lot of good content out there and you just like you said you hit the nail on the head you gotta hit the right keywords mm-hmm. to bring their attention to you. Yeah.
1: That's what you're in the business for is to make sure they are growing. Mm-hmm. There's so
2: much out there. I mean, come on, Tim. So
1: there's much. so there is so much, and there's so many opinions. And you know, we just the business plan off air, we talked about the business plan strategy is changing. Yeah. There's so much of the service oriented, you're not required. You don't have to have a building like we mm-hmm. have. You don't have to worry about getting a loan. So that whole business plan has changed. How often do you email when you suggest to a business? Mm-hmm. How often do you email? Is it once a day? Is it two or yeah. three times a week? What do you do?
0: Yeah, nice question. I typically recommend about once a week. There are a lot of businesses out there that do well and they email once a day. I mean, it's it's going to work. Email is fantastic. It has a huge ROI. It's got The ROI, return on investment, has gone up to 5,500% after COVID. But you don't especially if you haven't been emailing very much before, like if you only send an email once every three months, you don't want to all of a sudden start emailing once a day. (laughs) You're going to annoy people. They're going to unsubscribe. They're going to say, what are you doing? You want to kind of ease them in. And once a week is typically a good cadence.
2: How many emails do you do a day?
0: A day? Like for each one one week?
2: Yeah. Just if you do if you email one day, how many emails are you
1: shooting out per day?
0: Just one. Just Just one one email? Yeah. sometimes. To how many
1: clients? Well, to whatever their client blade, whatever your email base. Yeah, so like for is. you, you send out one a day. Do you send out a dozen emails a day to people? I shoot out 100 a day. No, well, no. you're. Not, it's not 100 different emails per day to all the same people, is it? Yes. I don't get a hundred
2: emails. It's a hundred different people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 She's saying you only
1: send, you might send one or two, but you're not sending out. I
2: don't send a blast. I send them personal. I don't do, I don't do constant contact. Yeah. Nothing against them. I mean, those guys, a lot of people need them. I don't. Yeah. I have a different version and it's working for me. Okay.
1: Good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so my clients typically have between a few hundred and a few thousands subscribers to start. And... I will say for your level where you're at personal, there are also personalized services to automate your email. Uh, check out Mixmax. <laughs> I used to work for them. They're really good if you don't have something already.
1: Yeah. He, did, he, did, he gets up at four in the morning to do that. And I mean, we're going to run long on this, but that's yep. okay. That's okay. The pillars of digital marketing. Uh-huh. The first one in writing on your website says it's not what you expect. What is the first pillar? I'm going to quiz you, even though I've got it right here. So what is the first pillar of the- digital marketing?
0: Oh, I wrote that blog a little while ago. Uh-huh. I do believe that the first pillar is,
1: is
0: to make a plan, I will research. Won't do it. It's research. <laughs> See, to make a plan. See, to make a plan. <laughs> <laughs> a plan,
1: to research. You're like, okay, uh, what did I write? Digital a marketing. Year or two ago. <laughs> digital marketing, yeah. This was from this was from a while back. Yeah. But digital marketing is do your research. Well, mm-hmm. why What are you talking about doing research but it's Kind of the same thing that you've been talking about. Yeah. Why it's do you have marketing. to research?
2: It's it's yeah. who you want to make sure you're, you're getting your client to because if they're in the hospital needs, you're not going to say, hey, you want to buy a car? You know. Yeah.
1: You're, <laughs> for me, I'm not going to send my content to a lot of people because a lot of people aren't going to be interested in, in what we... Had. Okay. Like you remember the second one?
0: The second one may be, yeah, strategy. The strategy. Yeah. I, I broke it down pretty... You, pretty yeah,
1: you pretty. did. And I, I actually, I looked through this Thanks. this morning. It was pretty interesting yeah. stuff. I love this the typical spaghetti against the wall yeah. marketing where you just throw a bunch of stuff out there and yep, see what yep. sticks yep yep <laughs> so perfect perfect th- analogy that and no, she's got that on there that a lot of people say well you know I just blast things out there and it's gonna hit somebody mm-hmm. well that to me that for us being in the military I want a rifle approach yeah I uh- want that that target I don't want a shotgun approach for everything I want a rifle approach so that I'm getting that person that yeah. actually needs what I have
0: exactly. Yeah. Or,
1: so did you come up with that spaghetti against the wall thing on there?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So the spaghetti against the wall, that is definitely what most business owners who come to me are doing there. Okay. As a conversion copywriter, I do not endorse the term of an email blast, right? Because it's that spaghetti against the wall approach. It's, oh, I have a sale. Let me go ahead and just say, sale, sale. Well, email is it works so well, you are going to get some sales, but you can double how many sales you're going to get if you if you write persuasively and and you write in an intentional way that is truly speaking to that person. And so that strategy is don't just try and post something once a day or once every other day, go ahead and come up with your content calendar ahead of time, right? That's kind of what I was talking about. I come up with what are the themes we're going to address, come up with your content calendar. And it's also going to make it a lot easier for you to come up with your marketing because you don't have to try and brainstorm, uh, what am I going to talk about today? You know, (laughs) and so you just speak to that. And, and so that's one that's one way you want to develop that strategy. The other way, particularly with email, is knowing who you're talking to and key way that I do that with my clients when we first start working together is we send out a what's called a self segmentation campaign. And so that's essentially asking your audience, hey, who are you? What are you interested in? We go ahead and we, we typically send out about three emails um, and each one of them is offering a valuable lesson and explaining how, hey, we're picking up our marketing, our email. Uh, we want to give you more. In order to give you more lessons like this, could you p- please tell us uh, out of these three statements – Which one most applies to you? What are you interested in? Right? And so that's another way you want to form the strategy so that you're not just doing spaghetti against the wall. You're not just hoping that something you say uh, appeals to someone you know.
1: (laughs) I mean – I'm not Italian, but I've heard that the whole, you know, Italians, that's how you check spaghetti. You <laughs> see, you throw it against the, if the back of the stove. If it sticks, it's good. If it doesn't, I don't know.
0: Works for pasta. Works
1: for, works for <laughs> pasta. So, I like it. Well, again, there was a lot of stuff we wanted to cover, we mm-hmm. didn't. But I just I'm glad you were in here. We usually have a tip of the day, and the tip of the day for me personally is yeah. don't be afraid to have a niche or yeah. niche, whatever you want to call it. And I know some people, well, I want to be everything to anybody, everybody. Mm-hmm. And we've talked to Craig, you and I have talked about that. But you can't be everything to everybody. Yeah. Find what you do, do it well, and then find somebody like you that can help you laser focus mm. on what it is yeah. you're doing. I think that's about it for today. Thank you again for being here. Thank it's always so it's always fun to see you, and she's so darn energetic. I feel energized just being in here with what her. What is it you eat? Because I need some of that right now.
0: <laughs> Vegetables.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Look,
2: look, at her, look at her picture of her. Strong. Willed. That's right.
0: (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Check Your Six podcast. Tune in again next time for more information on your small business development.